Ow, Kathleen, stop punching me. I'm not doing anything. Ow. Stop it, Kathleen. Stop hurting me. I'm not touching him. He's crossed the table from me. <laughs> Actually, you're not that far. <laughs> Ow! <laughs> security. I need a security. I'll bite you. <laughs> I'm so scared. No, I'm joking, guys. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just to make it more entertainment for you or... Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Seth here. Welcome to my podcast channel, Shafi and Iqbal Podcast. I will be chatting with my guest about how she fell in love with and her involvement with the wrestling community and what inspired her. Now, let's welcome my guest, Catherine Parker. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. Good. Yeah, fabulous. Tell me what you do for a living. So for a living, I am an assistant producer at the Wales Millennium Centre. So I help produce their creative learning programme, which <laughs> involves a lot of like creative opportunities for young people, including Radio Platform, which is where we're recording at right now. Woohoo! <laughs> we love Radio Platform. But I'm also involved in the professional wrestling industry. So I used to be a professional wrestler, but now work on more of the event side of things with some promotions in South Wales. That's so cool. Thanks. I'm interested about what you mentioned, wrestle. Is that correct, wrestle? Just with someone who is silent. Like, how do you pronounce to say it? Oh, wrestler or wrestling. Wrestle. Wrestle. So it's no, yes. it's someone who is silent. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestle. wrestle. And the T as well is silent. Is it? Yeah, wrestle. Unless you're saying wrestle. No, yeah, wrestler. Wrestling. Wrestle. So, silent of W and T. Yeah. Wrestle. 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 Yeah. Is that wrestler. correct? Okay. <laughs> I take your word. Okay. So, what inspired you to get into wrestling and how has the journey been so far? So I actually was inspired to start wrestling because my mum was watching this thing called Total Divas, which was a program about the female wrestlers, like keeping up with the Kardashians, but for female wrestlers. And I saw them do it on that program. And I was like, oh, I could do that because like, I liked rugby. I was interested in theatre and acting. And I was like, oh, it's a mix of those kind of things. And then I started training at... A, a local school in Newport and yeah just went from there and fell in love with it as an art form and as like a physical thing as well it keeps you really fit as well oh wow how did your mom think about this she thought it was cool but I think she's very worried about kind of injuries and stuff you know I'd come home with a lot of sort of bruises and different like injuries all the time so she was she did get worried about it but I was having fun and I was keeping fit so I think she she was mainly happy for me yeah I bet she's happy yeah. uh, she's so brave you Thank know you. not put it out <laughs> what makes you fall in love with this sport 
and why it's wrestling so important to you. Reason I asked because many girls I talk to, they're more like cooking, socializing, hundreds, picture selfie a day, maybe I'm wrong or more or less, or many more. But with you, Catherine, when I met you before, you nothing talk about others, just wrestling. <laughs> and it makes me, oh, I've never seen any girls do wrestling. But you, yeah. Yeah, I suppose it's just the, the fact I've always been in love with theatre and performing arts. And especially when I was coming out of high school, I wanted to keep fit a lot more. I was into rugby. So then when I discovered wrestling and started training, I just fell in love with that side of it because it's very physical and you've got to be like an athlete, but also it's the acrobatics, the performance and the theatre behind it that I also enjoyed as well and it was like marrying two things I really loved and then it's just something that I've yeah I've just been able to be passionate about because it's just felt easy to enjoy for me which is not the same for a lot of my family they find it quite hard and confusing to enjoy but because I I suppose I do enjoy it I find it easy to to watch and to not to do it's very hard to do but I do enjoy doing it so that's good (laughs) and you have bored and lots of wrestling matches what it's like to fight others in this way? Yeah, so, well, especially when I was in my early 20s, 18, 19, 20, I was doing lots of matches, probably about two or three a month. So I would wrestle lots of other women as well around the country, but I would also wrestle some men. Yeah. <laughs> you wrestle men too? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so... Yeah, we've, I've, it's very different, lots of different people from lots of different areas of the country as well. So I've wrestled people from London, from the Midlands, but also from Wales as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, but it can also be difficult as well, I guess. Sometimes it depends on the person. Sometimes you get along better with other people. Sometimes other people share the same ideas and like the same kind of styles and moves and things like that. And also, yeah, sometimes you wrestle people who are, are newer than you or have had more experience. So the people who have more experience, I would try and learn as much as possible from. And then the people that are maybe on the same kind of level as me, we would just try and maybe keep it a bit simple and just get something good. But yeah, it's, it's, it depends on the person, really, who you're wrestling. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm so, like, jumping. When you mention you fight against men, really? Yeah. Because I thought... How to be girls versus girls and men versus men's. I think definitely on like your more mainstream things that you see on TV like WWE and TNA and AEW are like the bigger ones. So because they're on TV and there's lots of controversy around and triggers around possibly men wrestling women, they tend to keep it men against men and women against women. But in we call it the independent scene. So places that like that just wrestle locally they do shows locally you tend to see a lot more like intergender what we call it intergender wrestling so you might see like men wrestling women or like i'll be in a tag team with another man so there'll be another man and woman as a tag team opposite as well but you can mix up who wrestles who in that kind of situation that's so interesting do you ever get your own mentor or a coach yeah, so when I started training, my coach was Wild Boar Mike Hitchman, if you want to look him up on oh. social media. So he I coach uh, ever since as well. He's like my, my mentor, somebody I would go to for advice and things. But yeah, there's a, there's a school 
with about four or five different coaches now so yeah we're very lucky in South Wales that we've got that kind of resource because a lot of them like wild boar there's also mark andrews who trains as well they've all been to the wwe they've been signed as part of their uk branch and they've been to america and all over europe and things like that so we're very very lucky to have their knowledge and their skills teaching us as well that's amazing i'm already curious how long you have to get trained and start your first match So, well, it was quite different for me and my partner, Josh, he also wrestles. So for me, it took me about two years because I had an injury in between, but also it just took me that long to train and get ready. Whereas my partner, Josh, he took to it really well because he's loved wrestling since he was about three years old. So he was 19 when he had his first match. So he picked up on it within about six months. He had his first wrestling match. So it's quite a drastic difference. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wait, you're passing it to Russell too? Yes, he is. He wrestles oh my as Josh Holly. He's a baddie, though. He's a heel. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you two met each other? Through wrestling, yeah. We met just through training. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's better than the, the usual Tinder story that <laughs> a lot of people oh. give. <laughs> when you thought people, how did that make you feel? Well, it would make me feel excited. It would make me feel nervous, very nervous wrestling some people. But yeah, it was just fun. I just always remember having a lot of fun and, you know, thinking of different ideas and things. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes there was a lot of pressure being a woman as well. I think there's still are some views that women wrestlers need to work a bit harder than men. But there are also some views that they don't have to work as hard because there's less of us. So we're competing with less women whereas men there's so many male wrestlers out there that you're competing with a lot of other people and you think women should get more harder yeah i think they they definitely should get more more recognition and more opportunity but i think that's that's like the the trouble is that usually a lot of the time you do have like just the one women's match on a show and then it then becomes harder for women to get good because they can't wrestle people who are better than them and I think that's where a lot of the male wrestlers get better because they get to wrestle people who teach them a lot and give them a lot of experience whereas a lot of the the women that I was wrestling maybe didn't have as much experience as some of the men on the show so I wasn't progressing as much as my partner Josh because he was wrestling people who were teaching him more than maybe my opponents were. Do you ever get injured? Yeah, so I have actually had quite a few injuries. I'm I'm known for it in wrestling. Oh, tell me. Yeah. Tell me more. Okay. So about a year in, I dislocated my shoulder hitting somebody. Ouch. Yeah, it hurt a lot. But I was very calm about it. So, you know, it was, it was fine. It wasn't like a horrendous injury, but I did have to have a surgery to reattach my labrum, which is the muscle that attaches your shoulder to the socket. Yeah, so I had to have a surgery for that. So I was out for about six to nine months with that. Yeah. Why so long? Because I had to wait for it to all heal. I had to do some more kind of physio to build the muscle back up. And I did a lot of squats in that time as well. My arm was in a sling for about four <laughs> four months. So yeah, it was a lot of rehab. But then I got over that, I debuted, which means I had my first match. And then I dislocated my shoulder again about eight months into to wrestling matches. 
Oh my god. So I had god. to have another surgery. <laughs> another one. Yeah, I've had oh two my god. surgeries. Yeah. What's this time now? Your second surgery. Yeah, so I'm on my second surgery. Apparently, this is the last one. Yeah, same shoulder. This is my last chance. So I've taken a bit of a step back at the moment. Mm. But other injuries I've had, I've broken my eye socket. I broke my eye socket here. Oh my god. Yeah, and that was somebody kicking me in the face by accident. <laughs> I know. On your eye? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, if they had been slightly higher up, they would have exploded my eyeball or something. <laughs> so I'm very lucky actually they only broke the eye socket. Yeah. What is socket? The bone that like is underneath your eye. Yeah. So we call it an eye socket because the eye sits in the uh. socket. Yeah. Did your eyeball come out somewhere or just... No, I was I was very lucky that my eyeball didn't... It was a tiny, tiny break. Oh. Like, tiny. But nothing, like, came out, it was just... No. Broken just inside. Broken, yeah. I had a massive bruise and, and it went up into my eyeball, so I had, a, like, a yellow eyeball and a red eyeball. Oh, my God. Yeah. The, the bruise was all on my cheek. That was a big one. And you had to operation that again on this N- part? No operation on that one, luckily. But it could have could have gone that way if it was a bad break. But luckily, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Kicking your eye. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> that is so exciting for me to hear this. Yeah. <laughs> so exciting to hear this. Yeah, it was a it's a bit of a crazy one. I wish I could get popcorn here and listen to <laughs> all the stories and have yeah. So any more of these or? Yes. So my sternum, which is the bone above your ribs in the middle. Okay. My coach, Mike Kitchman, actually broke it, hitting me in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> that would hurt a lot. Hit you with elbow. With his forearm. Oh, he wow. hit me with his forearm. We were doing like a sequence of moves and he was hitting me. Like, so he hit me in the jaw, in the back, and then he hit me on the chest and it broke my sternum. Why? I think it's just my me. I'm not very lucky with wrestling injuries. Oh wow! I bet you can like cover all the blood and bruise and like. Yeah, I suppose I've well, I've hit my nose before and had blood come out after a match. So that's the only time I've ever had blood. But I've had lots of bruises and lots of like red marks because you do this thing called running the ropes where you hit the the ropes in the ring yeah. and that gives people like a lot of bruising on their back but that's like red bruising so it looks quite bad but it's actually it tends to be okay yeah if that happened again did your coast say, oh that's enough or you just keep going keep going yeah i think with breaks it's not too bad because they don't take a lot of time to heal and generally they say breaks heal stronger we'd like to think uh, but yeah i suppose with sports injury, I was very lucky that I had health insurance, which was able to cover the costs of private hospital fees. So I was able to get my surgeries a lot quicker than going through the NHS. So the and the person who did my surgery specialises in like sports injuries anyway, and he and the physio that I had specialised in sports injuries. So the, the the goal was to build me back up. But my my surgeon said if I dislocate my shoulder again, it's probably it. It's probably no more wrestling for me. <laughs> Oh no. Yeah. So I'm I've I've decided to take it a bit slower this time not rush back into it with my with my shoulder because I don't want to pop it out again. No thanks. So with the wrestling thing you've done, do you cover your insurance? 
So I think that's a big thing that's only come in in the past five to ten years with wrestling is is people starting to get like health insurance and cover for costs because it, it used to be, a, well, especially the independent scene used to be a very DIY kind of scene. Like there, there's not a lot of risk assessment, assessing, risk assessments. There's not a lot of like policies and insurances in terms of people running shows which is something that I've been trying to implement and also the coaches in Newport have been trying to implement so they've brought in like admiral insurers to come in and chat to all of the trainees to say once you start working matches you'll be a lot more susceptible to injuries and stuff so they are offering like an insurance to cover any loss of earnings from work if you can't work if you're injured and also cover any injury costs for hospitals and private appointments and things like that so yeah there is cover out there but I would definitely be paying for that if I started wrestling again. (laughs) Did you? I well I was very lucky that I did have it when I did injure myself. Oh okay. Yeah my partner's got it now just in case but yeah I haven't got it at the moment because I'm not wrestling at the moment but I think I definitely would if I did you imagine you and your partner both get in surgery one day oh gosh I can't yeah <laughs> that would be the worst <laughs> yeah I'm like wow you both should breathe thanks <laughs> oh, wow so what challenges have you faced as a female wrestler and How have you overcome them? So I think one of the biggest challenges is the conception that that female wrestlers aren't as good as the male wrestlers or, you know, that, that they don't have to be as good as the male wrestlers to get the same recognition. So usually there'll only be like one female wrestling match on a show. So you'll have the one match with the females and everything else will be male dominated. I think that still is something that that kind of happens a lot. And that's a bigger, the biggest thing I think for me was trying to overcome that kind of ideology and, and it's trying to prove yourself as a, as a female wrestler. But I think I mainly overcame some of that with my attitude outside of the ring. So, you know, I could, like I was trying to get better and be a better wrestler in the ring, but then the way you hold yourself outside of the ring is also very important. So being respectful you know, asking for feedback and things, you know, trying to, to just, yeah, be, be a, a respected person outside of the ring as well, which I think has worked because now I'm not wrestling currently. I'm still involved in like the event side of, of promoting shows, a few promotions in the Southwest and South Wales and Bristol. And, you know, they trust me a lot to help them run their shows as a respected person. So I think if I was to then step back into the ring, I would have that respect as well as somebody who's trying to become a good professional wrestler. Um, yeah, so as because you mentioned you stopped, do you have a regret? I think part of me definitely misses being in the ring and doing the wrestling, but I don't think I regret it because I don't think that I could forgive myself if I did have another injury on my shoulder that would have stopped me for good. At least at the moment, I've still got that option to go back and wrestle whereas if I'd have injured my shoulder again that would have been it completely so I I don't regret not rushing back into it I do miss it and and yeah I kind of hope that maybe one day I'll get back in the ring but who knows (laughs) that's the biggest who you are is Russell so yeah I've always wondering how do you balance the physical demands of wrestling 
with other aspects of your life, such as work or education? Yeah, so when I first started training, I was in college, I was in education, so I would train five times a week, but in all honesty, it, it was a very tiring experience for me, so I would get up for college, I'd be in college nine ten o'clock till about three I'd go home I also worked a a small cleaning job so I'd do an hour of cleaning and then I would also go to training so I would be non-stop five days a week and you train for even longer on a Sunday so on a Sunday I would work we'd do like an hour of working out as well as training for wrestling so I was very fit back then (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yeah and that was hard to balance but then I got into my career, so I started doing an apprenticeship and working with National Theatre of Wales. And then I was injured at that point as well, so I was forced to stop a bit, but I was still going every week and like doing squats and different things that I could do to keep in the mix with it all and keep involved with, with training and the wrestlers and that. But that was a bit easier on kind of how tired I would be in the week then. Um, oh yeah, I bet. Yeah, I used to be very, very tired going to college and things. So moving into the working industry or my career with the, the theatre industry, I definitely took a bit more of a step back in terms of I wasn't training five days a week after that. It was more like two or three times a week because I still wanted to be as as, as good as I could be. But obviously I needed to focus on my actual career because wrestling it's really hard to make money in wrestling so oh wow yeah I had to focus on where I was going to make money which is the arts industry you can make money by doing that you can so my coach he used to make money off the back of just being booked like two or three times a week and his like you you could build up so basically based on how good you are as as a wrestler you can set your wage higher and higher the better you get the more in demand you get so he was quite renowned on the scene, or still is. So he could charge quite a lot, and wrestling three times a week then would make him enough money to be able to to live. But also, a lot of people would try and get signed by WWE or TNA, places like that, which eventually a lot of them did, um, because they brought WWE to Europe and the UK. But yeah, it is very hard, but it's possible. People go to Japan as well a lot. There's money to be made over there with it. Japan? Yeah. Japan, wow. USA and, and Europe, I would say, are the big the big places for it at the moment. Mm. Did you go to any of them? No, I, I wasn't lucky enough to go, Aww. but a lot of my friends have, yeah. They'll have some good stories. A lot of people tend to love Japan. I'm not sure if I would because I'm a vegetarian and they eat a lot of fish out over there and a lot of like meats and things. I think they said that they did find it hard to be to be vegetarian. Some of my vegetarian friends. So, like you said, you're a vegetarian. C- can you not eat without meat, or you have to have meat and then food with it? I suppose there'd be a lot of places where you could just have like rice and things, but I like my alternatives. <laughs> my alternative, like meats and things, like the vegetarian, like stuff. I don't. Yeah, I don't think I could could just eat like the things without the meat in Japan by the sounds of it the experiences that my friends have had but oh wow yeah it does sound interesting though I when I used to eat meat I used to be able to try everything I would try anything yeah and then (laughs) and now I can't try any of it it's a big challenge for me but it's the choice I made so (laughs) yeah I'm dying you know is 
how many rushals are there in South Wales? Because I've not seen or heard many rushals in yeah. Wales. So there's quite a few actually. In terms of who we've got training at the school, there's probably between 30 and 50, somewhere between that. Like regulars, I would say about 30. Well, one, three. Three, zero training. Oh, three, us. oh. Yeah. Not all of them will be wrestling shows, but there, there's probably about, yeah, 20, 20 people who I could just name who, yeah, do wrestle around the UK and in, in South Wales. At the moment, there's four big, like, promotions that I associate with just in the Southwest alone. So there's New Wave Wrestling is the school. And they do shows as well in Roth and Cardiff. Yeah. Attack Pro Wrestling is quite a popular promotion in Cardiff as well. That's run by Mark Andrews, who is quite a big wrestler from Wales. You've got a place called Overdrive, which is just starting up. That will be in Cumbran. There's Southwest Wrestling as well. There's No Mercy Wrestling. There's a Chaos Wrestling, which is based in Bristol, but it's run by Wild Boar and a band called Flash Morgan Webster, who is from Wales, but lives in the Midlands. But they run a show in Bristol. So there's like a big scene that's going on and, and they mainly use Welsh wrestlers, but also we've got people that we call like honorary Welsh people that have come from like London, some from the Midlands, things like that. That's, wow, that's really interesting because a couple of years ago, you know, Cathay's community centre, mm-hmm. my friend invited me to go watch over. I'm like, Russell, there, really? Because it's quite small. Yeah. When you go inside, when I go inside, it's massive. All the, the box ring and all I've seen boys wrestling there. And I'm like, how do you all fit in there? Cathay <laughs> yeah. community centre. Yeah, Cathay's community centre, we actually used to train there as well. We were in Newport, then went to Cathay's, then went back to Newport, but Pro Wrestling was born and built in Cathay's, and it's like a wacky, wonderful kind of world of wrestling where lots of weird things happen. So they at the moment they've got like a sunflower that wrestles, and he's got a son that's going to start wrestling with him, and... Yeah, they've just got all these weird and wonderful characters and storylines that go on. And I think it built up a really nice niche of of fans. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a really good one. <laughs> so you were one of them in Cathay? Well, yeah, I used to be a big part of, of like running, helping them run their shows. I did a couple of shows when they used to do like Thursday night shows. But yeah, my partner Josh wrestles for them now occasionally. So, yeah. Is he not injured or no. broken anything? No, he's very, very lucky. The worst injury he's had is actually from playing football with his friends, so... <laughs> wow, interesting. Yeah. So, who are your wrestling role models and how have they influenced your style or impressed the sport? So, my biggest influences, my biggest role models are Wild Boar Mike Kitchman, my coach. So he was a big influence on me because I just really fell in love with the way that he wrestles, like his wrestling style. There's lots of different styles and ways that people like to wrestle him, but he's got this really explosive, like energetic way. Um, And I was really like, I want to wrestle like that. Like he's somebody that I really look up to. 
there's quite a few people, I suppose, on the scene. There's a, a in terms of like women's wrestler, my friend Danny Luna, she is really like making really big impact on the scene, especially in terms of women wrestlers. Because she also, you know, she shows that she can hang with the, the male wrestlers as well. She's wrestled them and she's just very good. <laughs> so I, I obviously would want to be like her one day. In terms of like people, mainstream people from like WWE and things like that, the people that I mainly remember watching and thinking, oh my God, this is so cool. You've got like, this is going to show how late in the day I started watching wrestling. <laughs> so you've got like Randy Orton, I used to watch and think, wow, like again, like that explosive wrestling. Randy Orton, yeah. Yeah, you know yeah. Randy Orton. <laughs> yeah. At the moment, I'm really loving Rhea Ripley. She's a current female wrestler in the WWE. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's really cool. And, you know, just shows that she can hang with the guys I think even though she probably hasn't wrestled any of them because they don't do that in the WWE but yeah I would say she's just as good as any of the guys yeah I suppose other influences for me I suppose somebody who's had a really good who's really good at talking because you have to be good at the wrestling but also the talking as well is John Cena (laughs) oh my god John Cena (laughs) yeah and The Rock he's really good at talking as well oh Rock too yeah, they're, they're just like classic that I like. <laughs> I think Dwayne Johnson, yeah. who's known as The Rock. The Rock. Yeah, The Rock Dwayne Johnson. <laughs> just in case if anyone's wondering who's that person, so you know now, I think his father was The Russell. Am I correct? Yeah, so he's a legacy wrestler, but definitely, definitely proved his own kind of worth within wrestling as well, I think. Yeah. I find it so interesting. I watched a lot of wrestling in the program, WWE. Mm-hmm. They get more like impressive, talking and talking and talking, impressive, and then trying to interact to the audience, people where people are sitting watching. Yeah, I think they went through the phase with the Attitude Era where it was all about like fighting and putting people through tables, and it got quite like gory and there was lots of blood all the time and then they weren't really catering to the kids and the next generation of fans so I think they brought it back and said how do we cater to the younger generations and get them interested so I think it then became more about the talking and the interacting and yeah just trying to rile up the fans basically and make them either hate you or love you. (laughs) But why though? They're interesting. Yeah I think maybe they've that's to make it more entertainment. Yeah, more entertaining, especially for yeah the next generation of fans coming up. And just to like, the, their shows are so long now as well, like a pay-per-view, which is like a big show that they would have in like a big stadium with a bigger crowd. And they'd like have lots of championship matches and big storylines come to head at them. They go on for like five hours sometimes. Five hours? Yeah, mainly there's lots of like pre-show stuff. Uh, Um, like matches smaller matches and things but then like the actual shows would be like three hours long because there'd just be so much stuff going on and they'd be doing a lot of talking and things like that but then I also suppose it it then gives them a reason to to ramp prices up on the tickets (laughs) tickets can be quite expensive especially for like WWE well you know I used to watch all the time and my favourite favourite Russell is Ray Mysterio. Yes, he's a good one. He is one of my favourites. Yeah. I like how he's got a design of his mask mm-hmm. and his 
got trousers. Yeah. And he's so cool. He's one of my favorites. I used to watch all the time. Even though when I was little as a kid, I used to go to shop with my mom and she bought a Russell toy. Yeah. It's real material. Oh, really? I keep playing with it all the time. Yeah. He's so cool. Yeah, he's he was he's always been like a classic yeah. wrestler that you think about when you think of wrestling, especially with the mask and from like that Mexican kind of wrestling style as well. We call it high flying, so he does lots of the jumping off the ropes and he comes off his feet a lot, does flips and things. Yeah, it's it's a good that is a fun one and I think that one definitely does cater to the younger audience or at least when we used to be kids we probably would have enjoyed him the most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got me thinking. You used to thought masks before. Do you ever get your own design costume? Yeah. So when um you first start wrestling matches, you get your gear. We call it gear, which is like your wrestling costume. So when I first started out, I wanted to do more of like a hippie kind of character, but then it eventually turned into a bit more of a darker kind of like horror character so she was called kagi (laughs) just because it was a name that my little sister used to call me and it was just short and simple that i wanted for it but then yeah i was like kind of my influences were like charles manson kind of part of like this hippie tribe but that was like a bit more creepy and horror-y and because obviously yeah the the story of charles manson that was coming from that thing of like a twisted reality of like peace but with violence (laughs) oh wow yeah so it was it was like a yeah creepy character she had like a peace sign on her on my top and then some tassels as well to go with the hippie vibe but I had like greasy hair and like dark eyes and like I looked a bit crazy and unhinged that was my my character but then also once I had my second shoulder surgery, um, my partner Josh at the time was doing like a 50s like heartthrob gimmick or character. Okay. So I managed him. I don't know if you know who Paul Heyman is. He manages a lot of wrestlers in WWE. So we came out. I came out with him on his entrance and like cheered him on from the side of the ring. So I did Daisy May Love, which was like my 50s girl next door like pretty gimmick <laughs> which was completely opposite oh my god yeah yeah wow you designed that yourself yeah so well my first character i designed or like came up with what she would look like and then i had some help off my coach mike to design the actual gear or the costume and then i went to a seamstress who specifically makes costumes for wrestling or wrestlers and she made the costume for me yeah (laughs) so now you're not fighting anymore you still have them yeah i've still got the costumes even though i'm not fighting anymore they're quite expensive to get because they're custom made to what you design i've got three in total for when i'm wrestling and i've still got the dress for when i'm (laughs) managing Um, yeah i've got like different colors and slightly different designs i had trousers to start off with and then i went to like trunks we call them which are just like really short shorts well three yeah it could be home costume and then away costume (laughs) 
third one yeah a lot of people get them for like when they're like heels and faces so when they're the good guy they wear like maybe lighter colors or when they're the bad guy they wear like the blacks and the darker colors or they might have yeah like different gear for different like characters maybe or different things like that so yeah sure maybe if you still have them you could put that on the frame on the wall yeah possibly. As in collection I think <laughs> I My think clashing would be so cool. Yeah, I could do, I suppose. Not that they've, I've ever done anything very good in, in, in terms of my wrestling in them, but yeah, I could do, I suppose, to show my kids one day. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that'd be really good. Because yeah. it's your, it's who you are. Yeah. With wrestle and... Yeah, I used to have a jacket with tassels. So maybe that can go on the wall. Just make sure you don't scare them. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> can you share a memorable moment from your wrestling career that had a significant impact on you yes i suppose i can for me it was i had when i had my debut my first match i came back after it and then my coach mikey so basically this story i'll start from the beginning Uh, so when i was starting to train i first started to train to be a wrestler i went to tembe on a holiday with my mum and there was promotion called welsh wrestling doing a show so i was like oh let's go for fun you know it's not too expensive so we went and we were chatting to the person at the door getting the tickets and he said oh where are you training and i said at the time it was called dragon pro wrestling and he was like oh we've got wild ball mike hitchman here tonight so that was the first time i'd ever seen my coach who who would eventually be my coach wrestle because at the time he wasn't a coach there he would he had just trained there himself and was now working on the scene so I saw him wrestle and then after the show I asked him if I could get a picture with him so I got a picture with him after the show no way yeah and then eventually he became my coach at Dragon Pro and he started coaching other people so I had my debut then in Kate's actually wrestling for attack on their thursday night shows and he then after my match he came up to me and asked me for a picture so it was like a full circle moment then i had the two pictures of me when i first saw him wrestle and him when he first saw me wrestle on a show no Um, way yeah so it was kind of like a really nice full circle moment for me that i like to look back on and think oh that was like a really cool moment but yeah just it was cool <laughs> you're so lucky thanks <laughs> yeah. that sounds so cool yeah what does wrestling mean to you it means a lot to me so to me it, it means that there's a whole group of people who have found their kind of family so especially within wrestling as as a wrestler or somebody involved in the actual show part of it there's a big family of people so it could just be the people who are the wrestlers could be the people you know who are there's photographers videographers there's ring announcers commentators there's all sorts of people that are involved and like we've just got our little family and we have this weird thing that we all enjoy doing and watching and being involved in um but it's also like it's an art form i think that's one thing that there's been a massive confusion about is it a sport or is it an art form and you know you do have to be very athletic and fit and there is an element of being physically fit to it but it's not really a sport it is more of an art form because you get to to make your own ideas up about it and you tell stories and that story could be just in the match or it could be over a span of a year or or whatever like however many shows and I think I'm really 
you know passionate about getting that in into the arts industry because it is an art form so yeah it 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 just means it means a lot to me because it is part of something that I've already got a career in as well I've got a career in the arts I work for the Wales Millennium Centre so it's trying to marry those two things again that I love and get them to coincide in a way and it would help the wrestling industry and I also think you know it would it would add to the arts industry yeah it's really really good to do what you enjoy yeah I'm I'm not sure if you knew but I think it was last year or the year before Zhang Jinger came to was it Comic Con? Oh probably yeah Comic Con. Yeah and did you go there? No I yeah I'm not a big person in terms of like going to see certain people I'm not big on Comic-Con either, but I feel like I would enjoy Comic-Con though. So maybe I should become a, a, a Comic-Con person. But no, yeah, I don't tend to really go and see certain people if they come to Cardiff. <laughs> I thought it would be so cool if you go there and see John Singer. Yeah, if I saw him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I would get it. I would try to get there, but... Oh, really? Tickets was full and... Oh, it's expensive. Yeah, me and my friend Babu and Jack... Yeah. We were trying to get ticket. Oh really? Even though they wouldn't come back to us, so oh, we're gonna go that's there instead. I know I'm a big fan of Marvel, all the stuff because it's yeah, I love where Comic Con is more of dress up any character you dress up. Yeah. But I'm not expecting John Cena yeah. actually going to Wales. I'm like, nah, that can't be real. It can't be real. <laughs> I can give it wait for like, a few months later. Oh, it's real. Yeah. It's just because you know a lot of people who are travelling from Europe or mm-hmm. America and they're like, actually, let's go to London, let's go to Manchester. I never, never will travel to Wales. Yeah, it so seems it, it to makes be left think, behind oh. a lot, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it makes me think, oh, come on to Wales. Yeah. And that's why I never believed this stuff, but now I realise, oh, yes, finally it happens. Yeah. Yeah, that would be good. I think sometimes when they come, so WWE come and do shows that aren't televised in the CIA. Yeah. Yeah, so sometimes the wrestlers do like meet and greets in like Smith's Toys and things like that, HMV. So it is possible. But yeah, in terms of like Comic-Cons and things, I never think that there'll be anybody that big that would come Same. to Cardiff Same or Wales. Me, yeah. Yeah, uh. strange one. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've met lots of people who are big in like other other promotions and things, but I don't think, well, for anybody who does know wrestling, Pete Dunne, who also known as Butch, is signed to WWE. He's somebody that I worked very close with before he got signed. And then there's also like Jordan De- Devlin, JD, I think he's known as now. <laughs> he was, he's also British, so... There's quite a few of them that do go over and get their big break, so to speak. But yeah, it's just I've never I've not met many of the American ones. <laughs> no, same. Like I'm not seeing many girls who judge wrestling. I mean, when I watch WWE the program, there's a lot of girls involved and boys. Yes, but in real life, I've not seen anyone who girls wrestling. In Wales, London, America, I'm not seeing any real life. Apart from the program we watch, it makes sense. But yeah, 
So if you did want to see more women wrestling, there is a wrestling promotion in London called Eve Riot Girls of Wrestling. And they're basically just a show full of women wrestlers. And it's punky, it's like a bit radical. But that kind of will showcase your your best women and your upcoming women in the UK. Yeah, and they are really cool. It's run by a woman, so what more could you want? (laughs) Is there anything you want to watch? There's, there's so many places around the country doing shows and I mean some of them are better than others in terms of like the production so some people have more money to invest in production some people you know have more money to invest in good wrestlers there's a lot of wrestlers especially in England that will cost a lot of money but they'll bring in a lot of fans as well but it's just that yeah there's a there's a whole other conversation to be had about promoting and the struggles and things behind that but yeah there are some good good gems in the UK that that you can go to so yeah just got to find your niche and find what you enjoy and yeah it's good that's so cool have you ever played games the wrestling games a few of them yeah (laughs) same same yeah I used to always pick Rey Mysterio or The Rock yeah nice or, oh, actually, Batista. Batista's great. Oh my yeah. God. Batista, like, massive. He is massive. It's too good. He is great. He's he's a legend, yeah. I know a lot of wrestling, or the audience, they wanted Batista out of the middle of the E, and then he came back. And do you hear about that, or? Oh, well... I think I I remember him coming back. I think yeah, I, same. Yeah, I, I don't tend. To, I'm a very much like an indie wrestling scene kind of girl. <laughs> I like I like what's local to me and WWE. Yeah, it's very it's a very big corporation that makes a lot of money, and that's <laughs> the politician in me will come out. But yeah, I think. There is a lot of, there can be a lot of controversial characters. A lot of like the out, their outside lives can come in into the mix, which obviously isn't fair because your personal life should be a personal life. But I think that's one thing that you buy into when you you sign your contract. You do become a celebrity. So a lot, you know, with most celebrities, their personal lives get scrutinized and things like that. A lot of that can come into it. But also, yeah, maybe a lot of stuff in the ring some, sometimes people do believe a bit too much what people's characters are like i'm like why <laughs> yeah so yeah when when the rock is like a bad guy they might believe it a bit too much when he's a heel and think that he should be fired but in reality he's just doing it to get that emotion out of people so he's probably doing a good job <laughs> yeah oh let's go back to previous where you met lot of others wrestling Mm-hmm. I'm aware they have behind the scene. Am I correct? Mm-hmm. So, what it's like you with others behind the scene? So, I suppose it depends who who I'm with, the group that I'm with. So, at the moment, I get involved in a lot of like my friends' promotions and wrestling shows. A lot of people, like my coaches and things like that. So, the people behind the scenes are, are just people I'm friendly with and that I know. But sometimes you do get people that maybe you've never met before or that maybe you don't get on with. There is a lot of that drama nowadays that people don't get along with each other. So, yeah, I think if if I'm with a group of friends that I like, I just tend to enjoy myself, have a good time. And I always, you know, try and make 
people you know if there are people that have come in that have never met us before try and make them feel welcome get them involved in conversation and learn a bit more about them and who they are and who they know and things like that as well because you just never know when when a networking opportunity is coming up but also yeah if it's people that may be more difficult to work with or that I don't know and maybe have yeah not sure about you know I just try and carry myself with as much like respect for people as possible yeah treat people with respect you know I don't have to be friendly with everybody if I don't want to be but as long as I'm not you know being rude or nasty to anybody that's like my core values (laughs) yeah I thought I'm expecting more like oh you want some drama yeah (laughs) okay I I just watched the WWE program Mm. I thought I'm expecting like this but happened to you behind the scene but nope <laughs> mm, I, I, I tried to stay away from the drama <laughs> to be honest yeah 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 I thought I'm expecting but nope no I, I'm I was ve- wrong my bad yeah I, I'm a very very tame person I've got a lot of, of patience so I won't yeah. I don't like you don't want to upset people you want to be yeah. respect and yeah I want to be nice to people sorry <laughs> I haven't got a good story for you but yeah. oh please no I haven't, I haven't got one sorry <laughs> Damn! I know. Yeah, I understand respect and support mm-hmm. each other, networking, or, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. I can try and start a fight with somebody next weekend if you want, and then I'll tell you about it. I'm joking, I'm joking. Oh, I'm going to cry when I get home. <laughs> I'm going to cry when I get home. No. So upset right now. No, I'm joking, joking. <laughs> yeah, that's so interesting. And is there anything else you would like to talk about? It could be anything. I think maybe I could talk a bit about, so in February of this year, 2023, I promoted my own wrestling show. Yeah, it was called The Outcast Wrestling Club because, you know, I like a bit of rock music, punky music, kind of like all the, and I thought, you know, people in wrestling could be considered as outcasts because it's not as popular as like a football. It's not considered like a mainstream hobby. So I wanted to create a promotion that kind of made the outcasts and the outsiders feel welcome that they could mix together and also you know I'm a big advocate for you know just bringing together people with protected characteristics you know diverse backgrounds and making them feel like they have a space that they can all exist together and enjoy something so yeah I I did a show in Cardiff but yeah it was it was a very successful show it went well we had it was about 80% full with fans I think I would hope but yeah, it was it was hard to, to maintain that because to get a good promotion going, you maybe want to start running every other month. And I was, we did the one show and I was like, I'm not sure if, if I could do this every other month. It's quite expensive. It was taking up a lot of, of my personal expenses. So yeah, just to raise awareness is, is actually quite hard to, to start from scratch and build a promotion. But it's something that I hope to continue one day. Yeah, I don't know if you've got any questions around promoting. <sighs> That's amazing what you have. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, so how long did it take you to do that? So I started planning it fully in like the summer before. So it took me probably about a good six months from booking in the venue. That was the main thing. You need your venue and then like getting all the people booked in, the wrestlers booked in, getting a ring. Like there's so much to think about. Like if we wanted photographers, somebody to video it. Yeah, the more expensive. Yeah. Yeah. And then we were thinking like, how do we make, because we had a, a hall that was quite affordable, but it didn't necessarily look 
like I wanted it to look like a club vibe like you were kind of like a biker gang club <laughs> <laughs> that's what I was going for but it was like a, a hall that did like local school plays and things so we were like how do we make this look a bit more atmospheric so we bought some up lights or lights that went up the wall and it put like pink was our color like a hot pink and black so we put like pink up the walls we had like tinsel curtains and things just to make it look a bit more cool I also had to apply for like a license to do the bar so we we sold drinks and alcohol and we had an outcast cocktail club so we did cocktails <laughs> yeah it was it was a long process but it was it was fun a bit stressful but I think it always is when it's your own thing you do that on your own and you get a lot of help so m- mainly the logistics of it was on my own but my partner Joshy did a lot of the social media stuff for it so we had to ask somebody to make up like match graphics so we'd have like this wrestler versus this wrestler and we'd like announce the the stuff on social media so we had to build up a social media presence and announce all of our matches and things but I also wanted to bring in like the health and safety side of it so I risk assessed everything we sent contracts out that's something that doesn't actually happen in the independent scene you don't see a lot of like signed contracts so at the moment like wherever you message somebody or email somebody that becomes your contract because that's your proof that you've agreed to do this show on this day for this amount of money but to me it was just like we need a bit more organization in it and a bit because then if something did go wrong I could go stand up in a court and say look I've done it all professionally this way if there is a mistake or there is something that's gone wrong then at least I've done it to a professional standard that probably doesn't yeah matter so much in terms of like you know who's right and who's wrong that that is what it is but I just think yeah you you start to get better standards then and people start expecting better standards and that's how we lift up the rest of the the industry as a whole but I could go on and on forever about it (laughs) nah keep going all you want yeah I just enjoy listening more yeah about it but yeah it was was fun and I hope to do it again one day but I'm trying to find my unique selling point (laughs) (laughs) yeah so perhaps one day you can create your own Russell team Russell maybe call it the Catherine Parker Russell show the Catherine Parker Russell show all about me (laughs) I'll Um, wrestle everyone (laughs) yeah why not why not and you can not pick it down so easy yeah By the way, don't hurt me. I won't hurt you, don't worry. Phew. <laughs> You're my friend, it's all good. I'll protect you. <laughs> Yay me. Yay me. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> of course you're my friend too. Thank you're you. My friend too, oh, yeah. that's lovely. That's what we're friends for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> High five. Cool. Yeah. Can you describe me five words about Russell? Five words. Fun. Energetic loud uh, <laughs> dangerous you are dangerous aren't you dangerous <laughs> <laughs> no yeah yeah and tiktok i'm talking <laughs> tiktok no um, tiktok tick, oh, tick, 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 tick. the app the tiktok i think clock the clock tick. ticking <laughs> yeah 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 five is a lot exhilarating there you go a big one Ooh, <laughs> that's a good word yeah Okay, I'm always thinking about, I thought about myself. Do you get your own music when you, you know? Yeah, 
So when you start wrestling, most people will just get a song that they like. It's something that gives you the energy when you come out because you do an entrance. Some people just come out and do high fives or like Josh, my partner, does this little sidestep and he's like all full of himself and he thinks he's amazing because he's got like this mullet. And <laughs> So I, but I actually was approached by somebody who wanted to start making custom wrestling songs because usually, yeah, you would pick something off Spotify or something and say, this is my song. But he he's actually was part of the, the band The Blackout. From, they're from Merthyr. So he was a musician anyway, but wanted to start making custom songs for people. And he said that he was really inspired by my character, my wrestling character. So he wanted to make me a song. So he kind of like took this kind of techno-y, screechy vibe very dark and like there was a scream in there as well because it was like horror-y he took a lot of inspiration from horror movies and, like, like wah, 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 wah. yeah kind of like i don't know if i'd be able to find it now i'd have to i could send it to you you could put it into the <laughs> podcast put a i will drop a, in there. her music and you will hear what she like yeah i can't so. wait for this <laughs>
very creepy and like yeah it fitted my character but yeah people tend to like either pick a song that's already out there or they get one made yeah it's yeah. cool we'll have to get you an entrance theme oh <laughs> you can do that for me if you want i'll find you one <laughs> yay so you know what i like about you catherine is you are brave strongest person and you are unique to the russell thank you and that's what i like about you and you know I- i'm inspired because of you're the only person who loves russell but i don't know anyone else but i'm inspired and i'm glad i've got you on my podcast talk about it yeah no oh, thank you for having me it's been really good fun i'm honored to be on your podcast you welcome <laughs> and i'm glad you came and talk about it yeah really appreciate no problem at all so that's it guys thanks for listening and peace